Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is a 2011 Christmas Day service and the Bible reading is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 7 verses 3 to 17. Here's Brother Carl Booth. Please pray for me. I'm paired by prayer and ibuprofen this morning. <laughs> Wasn't expecting to be this poorly today, but there we go. That hymn or that cow that we've just sung really is a sermon in itself, isn't it? You know, that's kind of everything in a very short statement. Um, I don't aim to keep you long this morning, so uh, bear with me. I've chosen a, um, a portion of scripture which. Um, if someone had chosen it for me, I'd have been slightly annoyed because it's full of words I'm going to find difficult to pronounce, but there we go. Uh, we're reading from um, 1 Samuel 7, uh, starting in verse 3, and we're going to read down to the end of the chapter, verse 17. <clears throat> and Samuel spake unto the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods of Ashroth from among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashroth and serve the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. <laughs> and they gathered together in Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on the day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord, and Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. And when the Philistines heard the children of Israel were gathered together in Mizpah, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering only unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, and as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder, on the day upon the Philistines, and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, <coughs> Philistines and smote them until they came unto beth Car. Then Samuel <coughs> took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the day of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, and Ekron even unto Gath, and the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And he went from year to year in circuit to Bethel and Gilgal and Mizpah and judged Israel in all those places. And his return was to Ramah, for there was in his house there. And there he judged Israel and he built an altar unto the Lord. 
Now, <clears throat> traditionally in Holland, on someone's birthday, that you don't just congratulate the person whose birthday it is, you actually congratulate the whole family individually. Um, so I'm, as Christians, I'd like to congratulate you on your Lord's birthday. I know that he's eternal and he has no real birthday, just an earthly birthday, but in Dutch I think that would be congratulated me to hear for Yerdach. So happy birthday. And really what I wanted to do today was just for us to take a stop, just a stop. Christmas is, is a rush at the best of times. It's a rush. And all those things that we receive and that we give in time will be forgotten. You know, batteries will break. Toys won't work. It'll be the wrong present for the wrong person. We've forgotten to buy sausages or we will have forgotten to buy the stuffing for the turkey. We'll end up with a bit of burnt this. And I know this because I'm preparing the Christmas dinner later. <laughs> but it's all... Baubles and tinsel, really, isn't it? You know, and that the scripture I wanted to pull out from that, really. I mean, there's lots of things we can pull out from that scripture, but but Samuel Samuel leads Israel to repentance first of all, and God gave them the victory over the Philistines. But then Samuel remembered, didn't he? He didn't just let God do these things for them, and oh well, you know, he's God. That's his job. In verse 12, then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto the Lord hath helped us. Now, Ebenezer means stone of help from God. And it was there as a, remor- a memorial, a remembrance. And today we're here to remember. We're here to remember what God has truly done for us. We're not here to remember Father Christmas, tinsel, decorations you know i've got however you celebrate christmas that's up to you i'm not judging anybody but they are just things that won't last you know there's already wrapping paper filling up the bins um things have probably already been lost but samuel set a stone in remembrance and i have a, a particular favorite thing i like to watch before christmas you know that's just me but i like christmas the christmas carol but I like it with Alistair Sim. You know, I just think he's one, a great actor. But in the original, in that older version, they do use a lot of excerpts from the Bible. And, you know, Ebenezer had a bad attitude. His whole life was consumed with consumerism and, uh, and avarice. And, uh, and he had no real compassion for anything but himself and his own misery. But he was led by the spirits to see, to remember certain things, wasn't he? And those remembrances had an effect on Ebenezer, which changed his heart, his mind, and his actions. And as we remember the true meaning of God coming at Christmas time, it will have a change on our hearts and our minds and our actions. So let's remember him today. Let's, let us put up a, an Ebenezer stone for God today to remember all that he is. I say all. We couldn't, we'd be here to eternity to try and remember everything, but let's just pick a few things. These are some of the things that stood out to me, that we just remember him on this day and and that we're grateful to him, that we worship him and thank him, but we allow those remembrances to change our lives. Let's remember God's sacrificial love, John 3, 16 to 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but through the but that through the world excuse me, but that the word world through him might be saved. You know, it was a sacrifice to God to send his son. If you have children or people that you love, can you imagine them sending them to a dreadful place, a really dreadful place, knowing that they're going to die a terrible death, be blamed for things that they haven't done, and bear that pain and that, and that suffering, and, and, and be at a point where you can't even look at them anymore because they're covered in so much filth, which is sin. It was a sacrificial love. And let us thank him for his humble birth, Luke 2. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. He came to an ungrateful world and he came to, in a very humble way, um, this wasn't just a great dignitary. It wasn't the king or the queen of England or a kaiser or... This was Almighty God, and he chose to be born. I don't know if you've ever been in a working stable or a working barn. It doesn't smell too sweet. It's a dirty, smelly, cold place. But he chose that place for his first place on earth. He came immediately as a servant, didn't he? He came immediately, humbly. You know, when we have... Dignitaries visiting this country, there's fanfares, there's cavalcades, there's red carpets, but there was no red carpet for our Lord, but he didn't want that. What he wanted was honesty, and our hearts laid before him, open to him. Let us also remember him for his blameless life. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but as in all points tempted like as we, yet without sin. He didn't just come in earthly form, but he felt what we feel, the temptations that we feel. We're all tempted and we all sin. But he spent 30 odd years on this planet without sinning. And obviously there was a reason for that because he is almighty God, but he had to be blameless because he wouldn't have been the perfect sacrifice for our sin otherwise. But I love that. It's one of my favourite pieces of scripture that he, you know, that he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities, whether they be spiritual infirmities or physical infirmities. He knows that some of us here aren't feeling great. He knows that we have temptations around us. He knows that the burdens that we carry. He's not untouched by that. He's not a remote God. He's a God that's here and now. He understands here and now. He's not a God of the past, although he was a God of the past and he will be a God of the future, but he understands modern life. He understands the burdens of modern life. He, he's touched by it. He's touched and he feels it. He knows how we feel. And then let's praise him also and remember him today for his sacrificial death. Therefore, Doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man take it from, taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. We often think, 
perhaps in our earthly mind, that God was taken and he was nailed to a cross and he was crucified. He wasn't taken, he gave himself. He didn't murmur when they beat him. And, you know, as I mentioned last week, you know, we may have had a bit of a punch in the mouth at school when we were kids or played in a rough rugby game. We may have even been bullied. We may have even been beaten up severely, but it was compared to this beating that he took. This was nothing. His sacrificial death. And he laid down his life. There was no power and there is no power that can take his life away from him. And there was no power and there is no power that can take your salvation away from you. The only thing that can happen to your salvation is you can lessen it by being far away from him, but you cannot be taken away from him. There is no power on earth or anywhere that will take your salvation away from you if you're a born-again Christian. And we should remember that today. Remember what we've got. This is a time to put aside all the things that are bothering us today, and not just today, but every day we should start the day with a remembrance of him and who he is to us. Let's remember him for his resurrection. In him, God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Because of all this blameless life and this sacrificial death would have meant nothing if he hadn't have come back to life, if he hadn't have been resurrected. Because he lives, he lives in your heart and he lives in my heart if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian today, that's where he wants to live. That's where he wants to live. I can only tell you that he loves you with a love so pure, so amazing, that it is beyond your intellect to understand it. Now, we have lots of very intellectual people on TV, in the media, telling us that God doesn't really exist. It's a nice thought. There's no such thing as creation. Well, their intellect is of nothing compared to his. And he loves you beyond all understanding. He truly does. And if you don't know Jesus today as your saviour, the Bible says this is the accepted time. It is now. If Jesus is calling you, if he is speaking to you through my ramblings, although they be not great, you know, get in the word. This is the word of God. And he is calling to you to say that you must be saved. He loves you. He loves you. He didn't go through all of this to be ignored. He didn't go through all of this because he doesn't care. It's because he loves you. And let's thank him for his presence. Thank God for his presence so much. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. <clears throat> for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He won't let you down. He won't. The world will tell you that he doesn't exist. Circumstances might tell you, try to tell you otherwise. Illnesses might try to tell you otherwise. But he hasn't left you and he hasn't forsaken you. And one day, if you are a born-again Christian, you will be with him. But until that day, he hasn't left us or forsaken us. He's calling us home. It may not be immediately. It might not feel like he is, but he's calling you home steadily, bit by bit. And one day, you'll be in his presence but we can be in his presence now. We can know his presence. We can remember him today. We can allow that to change our hearts and our minds and our actions. 
And lastly, let's thank him. Let's remember him for his salvation. Romans 10.13 For whosoever to call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I can't emphasize this enough. I've tested him many ways in my life, but he has forgiven me. And there are people that have done much worse than me, and I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what things you think can't be forgiven. That isn't true. It isn't true. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever. That's everybody. Whatever they've done. There is no sin that he won't forgive. There is no person that he is not holding his hands out today in love and saying, I love you. You need me. Please accept me and accept the salvation I hold in my hands. Now, I can't really make it much simpler than that. God loves you. God gave his son because he loved you. God watched his son die a cruel death because he loves you. Jesus died that cruel death because he loves you. He rose again because he loves you. And he's coming back because he loves you. But his hands are open wide today to you as Christians to get closer to him, as non-Christians to accept the free gift, which is salvation. The world talks a lot about the meaning of life and what's it all about. There is no meaning to my life. There is no meaning to this. They seek it in all sorts of ways. They seek it in drugs. They seek it in drink. They seek it in sex. They seek it in vile relationships. They seek it through violence. They seek it through fame. But it's not to be found there. There is only one salvation. God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So let's just pause. Let's remember. Please remember this. If you don't know the Lord as Saviour today, you can. There are plenty of people here that would much rather sit here and explain to you and take you through salvation and bring you to the Lord than eat their Christmas dinner. This is the accepted time. So what I'm going to do now, I think, feel led to do is that we just, if you feel led to pray out loud and thank him for something and remember him for something today, please do it. I'm going to allow a few moments. If you want to do it quietly, where you are, do that. If you feel that you want to come forward, not forward to me. Please don't think this, I'm calling you to me. A, I'm not feeling too good and I don't need to get my cold, but I'm calling you to God. If you want to today come to the altar and ask God for forgiveness, get closer to him or say something to him in more depth perhaps than you can from your seat, that's fine. If you want to say it where you are, then say it. If you want to pray it out loud and thank him for it, please feel free. I'll start if you like and then if there's just silence, that's fine. It's fine. Lord, we often forget you in our lives, Lord. We forget who you are. and Lord, we've just touched on a few things here of who you are. It, it is perhaps a few bullet points, Lord. And, but you are everything. You are a creator of everything. And you are our salvation, Lord. Lord, I thank you that despite circumstances and in spite of circumstances, you're unchangeable and that you love us with a love the path of all understanding, Lord, we cannot grasp your love. But we can know, even with our humble and, and feeble human brains, that you love us 
and that you choose to love us, you choose to save us, and you choose to include us in your plan, Lord, in reaching out to other people with, with this love and this, this gospel. Lord, I just pray that you'll bless us in this moment of silence, maybe, or prayer, and guide us, Lord. Amen. Thank you.